The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Daf Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tiskel Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Today's daf is being studied in Mishpat of Ram ben Esther. Amen. We begin today's Dafa Khabzain Amud Bet, starting at the Numishnah Nodrin. We make Nedarim. Leharagin, Velaharamin, Velamoxin, Shehi Teruma, Afalpi, Sheeno Teruma. What is this case referring to? Vashi, Vashi Ran, Nodrim Leharagin, what is Haragin? Nashon Herek, Lilistim Israel, Jewish bandits, Shehurgim Bene Adam, that they, they kill. So therefore, guys coming to you, or to somebody, <coughs> and he says, uh, you know, if you don't give me this uh, money over here, I'm going to kill. So what happens? The guy says, I can't give you this money over here, it's Tiruma. And he makes a neder. I'll show you it's Tiruma. If this is not Tiruma, I won't eat this uh, item. I won't do this thing. He makes a neder to show that the item is Tiruma. It seems, and the Rishonim speak this out, that the listim while they're not uh, uh, so careful on murder, but for some reason they're not going to eat terumah. Because terumah is already hayav mitah bideshamayim. So he's scared of the terumah. So once he knows that the item is terumah, he's, uh, he'll back off. That's the way that he shouldn't even learn. He says over here, in the uh, Tosafot, Horgim nefashot al eskem amon ul haramin ran mahrimin vesholelin. Mahrimin is they're less uh, 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 dangerous than the haragin. Mahrim they take things, they seize items, and they sholel, they plunder. Okay, that would be the haramin, also like uh, bandits. Ul mochsin ran, la mochsin is the tax collector. Lipater mina mechis, when he wants to keep away from the uh, tax collector, and what is he doing in all these cases? He says that this item is teruma for pisheno teruma. Now the tosfot, like I was reading before, says shem shet teruma. Vim tomar hati na chargin v'charmin shegozlim mamon v'atak es shabal dem shem shet teruma lo yigzelu otam de'enam mitkavenim kiim lekzol velo leisura kevan she'ena reuya la'achila lezarim. I mean, these guys, they're not, uh, they'll murder, but they're not murder, they'll steal. But when it comes to eating something that's uh, Isur, like Turma, can eat it to the Zareen, they're, well, they're going to be careful on this. Abal, Moksim, Mayani, Le'olam Yishael, Amekish, Alam Mechis. What do the Moksim care? Since the Moksim are less uh, caring, they'll take uh, anything. Uh, they didn't take Tirma. Uh, that was, it seems, the uh, the regilut of the Moksim as well. 
And therefore, um, anybody that was bringing Tirumah to the Kohenim was like tax, uh, tax exempt. They wouldn't take that for, for taxes. Okay, so that's why the guy is saying Tirumah in all these cases. Right? Well, he doesn't want to make a Tirumah, but... Okay. Shehen shel bet ha-melech. Or he makes a neder, and he comes along and says, these items over here, it's not my property, it belongs to the, to the king. Even though it doesn't belong to the king, but he's doing it to get away from the uh, hergin, and the haramin, and the moksim. So it says, Bechamay omrim, Bakol nodrim, Chutz mebeshevu'ah. Which means, I agree with this first part of the Mishnah, you can make this nid. You can say, If this is not Tirumah, because you want to impress upon the guy that it really is Tirumah. But you can't make a Shivuah. You can't say, I swear that this item is Tirumah, because Shivuot are more Hamur, and the Iran writes, The Hamira Dikhtiv Be, Oba Lo Yinakeh. That already is lo yinakeh, that is more, uh, more serious. However, Betelel comes along and says, Av bishvu'ah. In this case over here, to save the uh, goods, <coughs> without even say, you know, shivu'ah, that this item is going to be uh, asur to me, uh, if this thing is not the tirumah. Even by shivu'ot, which are wachamur, Betelel says you have to do that. Again, what are you saying? <laughs> shivu'ah, that this item is asur. You're not saying shivu'ah, that this is tirumah. Say Shivuah is Tirumah, that's Shivuah Chaf. You say Shivuah, if this item is Asur to me, if this is uh, uh, Tirumah, and uh, we say such a Shivuah is not even Hal, because we know you're doing it under the premise of, because you're scared of what's going to happen if the guy's going to take your property. Okay. But Shemaya, when he makes Mahlokit, Lo Yiftach Lo Benedir. Ubetelel Omrim, Af Yiftach Lo. But Shemaya says, you can initiate this situation. Which means, don't offer to make a nedir if it doesn't ask you to make a nedir. Just tell the guy, it's tirumah. <coughs> the guy doesn't bother you, don't continue. But don't offer information. Not only it's tirumah, but I'm going to make a nedir. This is asur if that's not tirumah. Lo yiftah, don't initiate the situation. But it says, initiate it. Because you want to show the guy how much so that it's tirumah. So he says, you know how much so it's tirumah? I'll even make a nedir against something else if this is uh, tirumah. So the Tirumah says, even... Yiftah, you can even initiate. Ran, lo yiftah lo benedir im eno omer nedorli. Right, but Shemai says, don't make the nedir unless he tells you to make the nedir. Just don't do it on your, uh, don't do it on your own. Betel says no. Last machlokni betel betel. But Shemai omrim bema shehu madiro ubetelil omrim af bema sheeno madiro. Now we have a mahlokit. Let's say the guy says, listen, if it's really tirumah, make a nedir that you're not going to have anah from your wife. So Bet Shammai says, okay, that's the nedir that you make. Don't add anything. Because if you add anything, the addition will hal. The only vow that we say is not going to be hal is the vow that you had to make in order to protect the, uh, the assets. So a guy comes along and says, not only am I going to say my wife cannot have anah, but my children also. Who oh, should have throw your children in there? So Bet Shammai says, well, the wife will be mutar, because the vow, the vow is not hal. But the children are going to be asur. Because we didn't give you rights to make a, an extra vow that wasn't necessary. Bet says, no. Even though he told you only make a vow on the wife, to show the guy how much you, know, you wanted to make to be believable, 
So you can say, not only am I going to save my wife, I'm going to save my children. And both the darim are going to be mutar according to Betelel. So let's read that in the Mishnah. Ketzad, Amar lo, emor kunnam ishti nehenikli. The bandit is telling him, say that now, that my wife is forbidden to me. Kunnam. The Amar, kunnam ishti ubanai nehenikli. He tells him his children as well. Because that vow goes off, that's what Mishnah says. But the children are asur, because he shouldn't, he shouldn't have added that. No, you can even add things, and we know the reason why you added. You added because you want to show the guy that you're not Tirumat. It's also the same Sevara, and therefore the Nedr is not hard. Comes the Gemara and begins, Ba'amar Shemuel. Dina de Malchuta Dina. What happened to the rule of the law of the land is the land. Who are we asking? Ron. Eki Sharin Lemedar, Acheke de Lipater, Kevad Menadin Hayab de Teno Tameches. What does that mean? Guys, to pay taxes. Menadin, you're living in a land. The law is, you have to follow the rules. So the taxes is not something that's uh, illegal. I understand the guy's robbing from you. Robbing from you. It's illegal. So if you can protect yourself. But here what? He's trying to divert himself from paying taxes. So I have to pay. What do you mean? This is Tiruma. What do you mean? mean business Tiruma. Pay the, pay the money. So the Gemara says, Amar Radhenena. Amar Afkan Hamashmuel. Bemoches She'en Lo Kitzba. First answer. Talk about a moches that has no set price, which means he's taking more than he should be taking. Which means he doesn't have a fixed price. Second answer, we'll see the difference between the two answers in a moment. The better be amar the moches amid a self-appointed tax collector. We will see the difference between the answers. The moches the keva cheken lav dinahu ela. There's something that's called dinad balchudan hamsanut de dinah. Hamsanut means thievery of the of the government. Which means when a guy comes along and he just assesses each guy, I'm taking this, whatever you can get out of him. That that's that that he, he's paying more, he's paying less. Dinad balchudan is when it's equal to all the citizens of the uh, of the country. But now already when it's not equal, there's no there's no there's no set price. He's paying three percent, he's paying twenty percent, he's paying for whatever the guy can get out of him. That's what he's taking. That's called Hamsanut. That's already, uh, he's shaking each uh, guy down for as much as money he can get. That, that's considered that's, that's, If it's a flat tax, 6% of the whole government has to pay, everybody living in this country pays, okay, that's already, but he's equal. But now already, where the guy's coming along and taking from each person a different amount, so what is he doing? It's Hamsanut. Hamsanut is like it's... Um, He's forcing you to give the uh, money, or he's grabbing, seizing the money from you. That's why you're not considered subject to the laws of the end of the Malkudadi. Now, second answer, Ran. Self-appointed Moches. Right, he wasn't appointed by the uh, government, by the king. Now he gives you the Sevarab Dinad Machutad. Now what's the Pshat? Why is the law of the land the law? Why are you bound to the law of the land? So first is what says that this only applies to Goyim. Which means when you're living in an uh, exile outside of Eretz Israel, let's say, and you have a secular non-Jewish government. So what's the logic? Because the land belongs to them. 
ויכול לומר להם, אם לא תעשו מצוותיי, if you don't follow my laws, אגרש אתכם מן הארץ. So that was like you're paying rent. You're paying rent to the landlord. Uh, the government owns the land, let's say the king. It's his land, you're a guest. <coughs> we have no halak in the land, so they have a right to go collect a uh, tax for uh, residency in the land. You don't pay that, you're, you're in contempt. But Eretz Israel, you don't own the land more than I own the land. We're, we're all partners in Eretz Israel. You, you cannot charge me for living in Eretz Israel. And that which said in Malkut Adina, Hani Mile Lianyan. Which means, the case we're talking about, let's say a Jew bought the rights from the government to collect the mechaz. It seems that tax collectors, would, you, you could buy the contract even. Which means that we pay the government a certain amount of uh, money, let's say. So if he's an appointed tax collector that he has the rights, and he bought the uh, contract to collect the taxes, so then already he's uh, considered uh, legal. Well, let's say he didn't buy the contract to collect taxes. But he was appointed by the king. Right, in that case over there, you can't swear that this is Tiruma. Because you've got to pay the taxes. Jeez, the only time we allow you to divert is when the law of Dinad Malchuta is not taking place over here. Then, then you're considered an onus. Meaning, if the guy wasn't appointed by the government, so the guy's coming out, he's a robber now, basically. He's called him, he calls himself a tax collector, but he's a thief, basically. He's taking money unauthorized by the government, but he's a tough guy. And therefore, he has power. In that case over there, you can say, oh, sorry, it's Tiruma. And you can make a nidr. Mashiach and Iran is saying if the guy's a legal guy, either he bought the contract or he's appointed by the government, so you can't come along and say, oh, sorry, uh, it's Tiruma. That Nedir is going to be hal now, because you're not an honest. Hey, you're, uh, you, you, you're obligated to pay. You know, you have to, you, you find out if the guy's. Uh, I guess there's ways to know if he's uh, legal or not. Comes again, Iran says. Or he makes a vow, right? These items are not my property. It belongs to Beta Melech, this stuff over here. Even though it doesn't belong to Beta Melech, he can say that now. So Gemara comes along and says like this. Hechi Nadar. How did he make this Nedir? What was exactly the lesson of this Nedir? Now, what's the question? So look at the Ran right away. Hechi Nadar. Lishnad Matnitin Kashele. The Gemara was bothered with the lesson of the Mishnah. Why? The Kamar Nudrin Shem Teruma. Vehechi Sheyach Nidra Bahay Lishna. What do you mean you're making a Nedir that it's Teruma? What kind of Nedir is that? I mean, the language of the Mishnah doesn't make any sense. A Nedir normally is Kunam. This item is Asul to me. What? Nudrin Shem Teruma? You don't make a Nedir out that something is Teruma. Kilomar. Idamari Asru Perot Olam Alai. The Olam. Which means like this. If the guy said. I'm just reading the uh, the line a little. If the guy came along and said, he attached something to the Tiruma. He came along and said, you know what? These perot are going to be asur for me forever. If this is not Tiruma, and you're relying on what you're thinking in your brain 
דברים שבלב, to מבטא what you said, it will not work. Again, if a guy verbally expresses and says, פירות אלו יאסרו עליי לעולם, these fruit are going to be forbidden forever, even though in his brain he's thinking, I'm just fooling around here because I, I want the guy to, you know, think it's תרומה, doesn't matter. These fruit now are going to be אסור לעולם, because we have a rule. דברים שבלב אינם דברים. The things that you're thinking in your heart are nothing, especially to overrule something that you spoke out. Even in the case of honest. That's giving us rules here. Even though you're in honest over here, because the guy's trying to take your money. But if you're going to say explicit language and say, You're stuck. That nidr is a nidr. You can't come along and say, well, In my heart I was thinking uh, nothing. No, no. When you say the word, it's asul le'olam, Finished. You know what he said over here? He didn't say the word le'olam forever. He just said, these fruit are going to be asud to me. Now, it can be, can, it can be interpreted one of two ways. They're going to be asud to me today, or they're going to be asud to me forever. That's called the stam language. That's only when he's not under a pressure of an honest. Very important rule of the Ran. You know what the honest will do for you in this case? It'll give you the advantage on a stama. What does that mean? When the guy says, Perot elu yasru, it's a stam statement. By the way, normally when he says yasru, normally I would interpret it, le'olam. Yasru, yasru. He didn't say hayom. He didn't give a, a time. You don't give a time, I say it's forever. But you know what? Since he's under duress, because the guy's trying to take his money, so I'm going to say that when he said, Perot elu yasru stam, and in his brain he's only thinking today because he doesn't want the guy to take the uh, perot, I'll say, why, you know what? The devarim shebalev, under an honest, can give him the interpretation on a stam. Look, you got the difference? If he said it explicitly, Pirot Elu Yasu Le'olam, you said it already. I mean, but I was thinking in my brain uh, that uh, I want to eat these tomorrow. I'm just trying to get the guy the tax collector. It's too late. You said the word Le'olam in Devarim Shibalev. Over. Oh, so the case is talking about where you said Stam. Devarim Elu Asurim Alai. How long? The guy really wants to only say it today. He don't want it to be said it forever. But he didn't say that. He just said a Stam language. Since you're in honest. The honest helps us interpret his lashon that what? We'll say that's only uh, it's only for today, which means the words are not going to be hal, the perot will not become asur forever. Now, before we finish the Ram, let's read this in the Gemara. Gemara begins. Hechi nadar. What's the case? Amarav Amram, Amarav. Be'omer, ye'asru perot ta'olam alai im'enan shebet ha'melech. Good. He says that the perot over here are going to be asur. Uh, if they're not, if they don't belong to the king, so the Gemara says, 
What do you mean? Once already he said, Yasru, it's Siru Ale Kol Pire Alma. Once he makes that statement, so it's going to be Yasru. If he says, Yasru Perot Aulam Alai, finish, it's over. He made an Eden, it should be Yahal. So he says, no, Beomer Hayom. He said, he didn't say forever. He said, Yasru Perot Alai Hayom. Which is the fruit are going to be Yasru to be today if they don't belong to the king. So the Gemara says, "Ida marayom lo lo mekabel mine moches." Exactly, which means if the guy is going to come along and say hayom, the tax collector is not going to accept this thing. It takes me a suit. Okay, then I'll come back tomorrow and take it. What does that mean? He's not going to believe him. Which means that he's going to come back tomorrow. I'll take it today. He knows he's fooling around. He come This apples are suit to me today. If this is not, why only today? Uh, trying to trying to get rid of me. So he cannot say the word hayom. So it says, "Beomer belibo hayom umosi b'svatav setam." The case was we talked about, like we learned in the Ran. He's saying in his heart, "Hayom," but what comes out of his mouth, "Setam." Perot elu yasru. What is he thinking in his heart? Hayom. Oh, what do you mean? Devarim shibalev. So the Gemara says, "Va'afagad the svirah and devarim shibalev enam devarim legabe onsin shani." That what? But by a case of an honest, it's different. Like we said in the Nam. That what? In an honest case where the guy said a star will take the Dibarim Shabalev into consideration that he meant Hayom. Good? Now the Nam has a question. Basically what we're saying over here, when a guy gives a stam language, and you're under honest, you're able to use the Dibarim uh, Shabalev to your advantage. That's what the law is. When you're under an onus, and you said a stam language, you can use the varim shibalev. So look at the ran. The ran comes along and says, Mihu. See the ran? Go to the ran. Find it. It's right where we left off in the ran. Umihu. Umihu nihida chamaskinat debelav unsa le'olam mashma. Without an onus, it's mashma le'olam, this stam statement. You have a guy In his heart He's decided he does not want to eat Wheat bread anymore What's Osir wheat bread on himself? But what came out of his mouth? Pat He didn't say Pat Hatim Lo amrinan kevan distama ka'amar veleka unsa. Well, this is a case of stam. He's not under onus. She asur bechul pat. Maybe she be asur no pat. Why? He said pat yasir ala. What is pat mashma? Every pat. He comes along, but I meant in my heart I was thinking pat hatin. He wasn't under onus. The rule is if you're not under onus, stama means uh, everything. Therefore, every pat should be asur to him. That's no. It's not so. Why? Let's take the case where the guy was under onus. When he came along and said, this perot is going to be asur on me. He didn't say how long. He just said, perot elu yasur what, what is he trying to make, make it sound like? Le'olam. 
He wants to make the uh, deal with the Mukhis. So he's got to say a language that's mashma Be'olam. Just that he doesn't want to say the word Be'olam, because if he says Be'olam, then he's stuck. So he just says, Pirot Eluyas, and he's relying on his Devarim Shibalev to, to undo it. So in that case where your words have intent to mean Be'olam, so that when there's no onus, then already it's going to be Asu Be'olam. Masha'ake, when the guy's being said himself on his intention was only to really be Osir himself Pat'atin and there's no reason why he should have said Pat only if we explain it that he got tongue-tied which means it's Kalmin which means he said Yasru Pat and he got flustered and he didn't say the word Hatin because there we have no reason to assume that he wanted Osir all Pat on himself he really wanted Osir Pat'atin from the beginning he just thought he got the flustered in his language Masha'akin here he meant it so he meant it to sound like Le'olam. Mm-hmm. So when there's an honest, okay, we'll give you the advantage. But when there's no honest, you said a word, you intended to, to, that it should be Le'olam, which means in the language that you were saying, so therefore it's going to be Asur. Le'olam, Masha'ikah, when a guy comes over and says, Pat, he never meant to say all, all the Pats. That was never, even, even in his Lashon, he never meant to, to say that. There's no reason to say that. His reason really was to say Pat, until they have to say, Itkal, Milule, that his language got tongue-tied. Comes the Gemara continues... Bet Shemai Omrim. Bet Shemai says, Makol. What was Bet Shemai's deen? Bet Shemai Omrim. Bemashu Madiro. Bet Shemai Omrim. Apesheno Madiro. Ketzer. Amar lo kunam ishti nehenetli. Right? He makes a neder on his wife. Ve'amar. Kunam ishti ubanai. Not only am I going to make a neder on my wife, he adds his sons. Nehenim. Ve'amar. Kunam ishti ubanai nehenini. Bet Shemai Omrim. Ishto muteret. Ubanav asuri. Bet Shemai says, the one that he had to vow becomes Asur, and the one that he added Banav remains, becomes Asur. But the wife is Mutar, and the, and the children are Asur. Betelel says both are Mutar, meaning he can add to the net. We have a Braita. Betchamai says in the Braita, Lo Yiftah Lo Bishwuah. You cannot open in a shivua, <coughs> which we don't offer to make a shivua. That the shivua is perot is asur to me. If this is not tiruma, lo yiftah. Don't initiate the shivua. Or better than omrim, af yiftah lo b'shivua. A better person can even initiate and say, yeah, I'll make a shivua. Lebet shamai. Now the Gemara makes a diuk. Lebet shamai b'shivua. Who de lo yiftah lo? Implying what? That a neder you can initiate. What are you talking about? We learned in our Mishnah. But Shammai Omrim lo yiftach lo beneder. The Brayta's implication goes against our Mishnah. Again, what was the Brayta saying? Lo yiftach lo b'shvuah. Mashma what? Beneder yiftach. What do you mean? The Mishnah said lo yiftach beneder either. Furthermore, the two miftachu de lo yiftach lo b'shvuah. You can initiate Bishwa, but if you made a Shivwa, it's okay. What do you mean? That you cannot make a Shivwa at all, even with the Avad. From the Bright, that's why don't initiate the Shivwa, but if you did it, it's okay also. What are you talking about? I thought according to Bitchamah, you can't make a Shivwa also. It's a double question. The question number one is on the Darim. The implication of the Braita is you can initiate Nidarim, and that's not so from the Mishnah. And the, implica- and the, and the statement of the Braita is what? 
Shavuot you can't initiate, but if you make the Shavuot, it also follows the same laws. But you talk from the Mishnah, according to Bet Shemai, you cannot make a Shavuot at all. Gemara's answer: Tana matnitin beneder leodiyaka kohan de Bet Shemai. Tana brayta b'shavuot leodiyaka kohan de Bet Shemai. Gemara's first answer: Your dinim are correct. Bet Shemai of the Mishnah is correct. And do not make implications from the Braita like you did. You know why? Because the Braita chose this scenario of Shivu'ah not to imply Bet Shammai's law. To show you how lenient Bet is. That Bet goes so far that he'll even let you initiate a Shivu'ah. So how's he going to show me Kohan de Bet you got to give me a case of Shivu'ah. So it says... Bet Shammai Omrim Lo Yiftach B'Shvu'ah Really according to Bet Shammai Lo Yiftach Afilu Beneder Like Abishnah says Don't, don't imply that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in the Bet Shammai side That's not why I picked Shivu'ah I picked Shivu'ah to tell you the next part of the Mishnah U Bet Shammai Omrim Potrim B'Shvu'ah So therefore we thought That we can make implications on the Bright If you make implications on the Bright In Bet Shammai It's going to be sorted the Mishnah Give us the answer Don't imply anything in Bet Shammai the reason why I chose the case of Shivu'ah is Leodiyaha Kohad the Betel that is Matir even Liftawah B'Shivu'ah But in Ikhrami Bet Shammai You can't even Potayah Benedir Good? Habashay Amar Habashay gives a different answer Achi Ketani Bet Shammai Omrim En She'ela B'Shivu'ah O Betel Omrim Yes She'ela B'Shivu'ah This blood has got nothing to do with anything this Braita is not talking about the case of our Mishnah. Change the Girsah of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah our, our, change the Girsah of this Braita. The Braita was not talking about Potin, um, Bishwa, and all this. It was giving a different law. When a guy makes a Shivwa, are you allowed to absolve him? So Bechamai comes along and says, En Sheila Bishwa. Guy makes a Shivwa, he's stuck. Hachamim cannot go along now and say, Shivwa is Hamura. You don't absolve a guy on a shivuah. Can you absolve him or not? Look at the run. The not talking about the case of the Mishnah where he made a shivuah to the bandits and things like that. A guy made a shivuah on an item. So therefore, don't even ask a question to the bright that don't make implications. It's a different law of Yeshivua. Im enan niksatsot, if they're not going to be cut. Talit zu korban, this talit is going to be korban, meaning asur. Im enan nisrefet, if it's not going to be burnt. Yesh lahem pidyon. So the din of the Mishnah is that you're able to make a pidyon. You're able to redeem them. Ran. The Kiddushah is hot on these items. We said they're going to be like a Korban. 
They're going to need a redemption, meaning you have to take the Kiddushah off the item and put it on uh, money or something else. You need to redeem them. What do you have to tell me this? Just tell me that they're Kiddushot. We have to tell me in a roundabout way that they need Pidyon. You say that they have Kiddushah. Once they don't have Kiddushah, so automatically means that they are subject to the law of Pidyon. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Person says that these saplings over here are going to be consecrated until they are cut. This talit is going to be a like a korban. Until it is burnt. So the deen of the Mishnah is They do not have pidyon. Ran. Gemara is going to explain what that means in the pidyon. I'll wait for the Gemara to explain that. The ikamanda madikikitani korban kishik dishan lidme korban maidi. Now we have to just understand what he did in this Mishnah. When the guy said, I'm magdishing the talit as a korban, what does he mean korban? He means lidme korban. Vehainu damar yeshlem pidyon, which means we know if a person, let's say, sanctifies something as a korban itself. There's no pidyon for a korban. A korban is kodesh. It is not pidyonable. You cannot take the kedushah off. However, if let's say you consecrate something for the value of a korban, that's called demek korban. So demek korban, you're able to make a pidyon. You take the kedushah off and then put it on something else. So the one learned the case of our Mishnah when it says that this talit is a korban means you're sanctifying it for the value of a korban. Therefore, it has the law of pidyon. And someone is say. No, it's just a regular kunam. Nothing to do with you you're consecrating it with hikdesh of the mekorban. You're just saying kunam. The item is asur, like a regular nedir. Vaki kamar. Haren nitot asurot ke korban. Like we saw many times. That one of the ways of making kunam... One of the ways of making kunam is how? Where a person says, Hare davar ze asur alai ke korban. So it's two ways of learning. If that's the case, where do you see on a kunam you can have a pigeon? Kunam, I say, this loaf of bread is asur to me uh, like a korban. There's no pigeon on such a thing. If you want to say that this item has the kiddushah of a korban, meaning demek korban, okay, then the ready to say the pigeon, like a regular korban. But if I'm just sitting it on myself, bikunam, where's the, uh, where's pigeon? Then any time you make a kunam, that's called a kunam klali. A general kunan that's osiri, not only to the person himself, but it's osiri it to everybody. Shneisar ala kol keigdesh yeshto pidyon. Okay, nushita. If I come along and say this item of it is korban for everybody, the kunan, it has a deen of kedusha like a korban of demek korban. If I'm able to make a pidyon, even though I did it through the usage of kunan, okay. Uchtetan lekamam beperik en ben amudar kunan ki karzu veachla ben hu ben chaveru maal. Fikach yeshto pidyon. Which means if he comes along and makes a kikar, kunam uh, to everybody, it's considered me'ira if anybody eats it. Kikarzu ala yekdesh, but if he's only sitting to himself, akhlahu ma'al. If he eats it, he gets me'ira. Haviru lo ma'al. If he in la pidyon. So therefore, this kunam is called a kunam klali. So let's just review how there are two ways we're learning the Mishnah. Either the case tomorrow, he made a kharezek kikorban, meaning demek korban. Therefore, it's shayak to make a Pidyon, in the second case, talk, or the other way of learning is, is Kunam Klali, that says Kunam Klali means a suit to everybody, and therefore it's going to be subject also to the laws of Pidyon. Comes the Gemara and says, Velitni Kedushot, Ve'en Kedushot. 
Why did the Mishnah have to come along and say, in the first case, when the guy says, I didn't eat a little korban, they're going to be holy if they're not cut. Or the talit is going to be holy like a korban, right? So we said the Kiddushah is hal. Right? So the question is, why do you have to tell me the language of the Mishnah? Just speak it clear. Just say, Just say, Kiddushot ve'en Kiddushot. Ran, ve'litni Kiddushot. Kachu ikara girsah. Which means the Ran only had the first part of the Girsah. Vilitni Kiddushot. Gibraltar is on the second part of the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says, Enam, En Lahim Pijon. That will see why the Gibraltar has no problem with the Sefa of the Mishnah. The Sefa had to say, En Lahim Pijon. The only problem is the Reshah of the Mishnah. Why do you have to say, Yesh Lahim Pijon? Say a clearer terminology, Yesh Lahim Kiddushot. That's the Girsah of the Ran. Even though he put the Kiddushah on a condition that what? It's going to have Kiddushah, these Nitiot, only im enam niksatsot, if they're not going to be cut. So that's already a conditional Kiddushah. So the Kiddushah of the Mishnah is, Shafapi, Shetala Kiddushah, Betnai, Zeshul Kiddushah, Kiddushah, Halalalehin. Vistarik, Rashmin, and Hakit, Kiddushah, Kaman. In Ken, the Tikidushot. So just say Kidushot. Say, say the actual language. The Kashelam. So, the Ran has a question. Tinach, the Maidim Farishim, itin the Kurban, the Tanakishik, the Shan, the Tiot, the Deme Kurban Askinan. I understood according to the first shot that we learned in the previous Ran. That the case is talking about Deme Kurban, the Kivan, Chikin, Kor Kadusha, the Tana, Lete, Elashmin, the Kidusha, Hala Alehin. Which means the whole Kadush in the Mishnah is what? That the Kidusha is going to be Hal. The Vadai, Miltab Shitai, the Kivan, the Kidushot, Eshtem Pijon. I don't have to tell me that the Kiddushah Damim has Pidyon. That's not the Hadush of the Mishnah. The Hadush of the Mishnah is that the Kiddushah is Hal even though it is conditional. But I don't need the Hadush of the Mishnah to teach me Yesh and Pidyon. Why shouldn't I have Pidyon? Every time you have a Kiddushah Damim and Shayach, Pidyon. Tell me the Ikar Hadush, which is that they have a Kiddushah Al. Which means, maybe the reason why it's coming along, if you're telling me it's a case of kunam, like Rabbi Meir wanted to say, kunam klali, that's the Hadushan itself. That the Tanah is following the Shitab Rabbi Meir, that when a person makes a kunam klali, Yishayach HaPidyon. Well, that's not such a pashut item, which is if you're learning the Mishnah is a yan of korban, the deme korban. So to tell me that a deme korban, something you make kadosh with deme korban has pidyon, that's pashut. If the Hadush of the Mishnah in that case is what? That is kadosh because she made a kiddush al tenai. Oh, good. That's why the Mishnah, the Gemara asks, litni kiddush, tell me the ikar haidush. But if you're learning the Mishnah like the Mimir, that's talking about a kunam klali, adaba, the Hadush of the Mishnah is being stated. Yes, the pidyon. Because normally a regular kunam doesn't have a pigeon. The Hadushim Mishnah doesn't have a kunam because he has a pigeon. So therefore, what's the Gemara's question that you kiddushot? V'nihali t'vaday t'analo l'mistama achal d'rbi meir atah. He says, Ah, Mishnah is not obviously not going like d'rbi meir. D'imken, lama l'limitni haidina b'ksisa l'shmeina n'hache gabe kunamot. Which means, why don't you just tell me this deen when we learned the deenim of kunam? What do you have to attach it to a case where a guy said that the item is to be kadosh if I don't cut it? Just say a regular case of in a kunam klali. What do you have to give such a confusing case of if you were trying to teach me to be meir's kunam klali? The kevan the tana esrik lashmiin and the bichia gavna hala kedusha alayu bereshavi lashmiin and hachi ulmitni kedushot ubatarachi ishvilek to be meir l'stom kibate 
הכה או בעלמא, אבל מקמד לשמיעין דקדושה חלה עליהן, לא שייך לשמיעינן, תהיה להם פדיון. תאמר שדבשיתא לדחיילה קדושתיו, עד שלא הוצלח להשמיע, אלא שיש להם פדיון. ואדרבא, סליחה רבה, כי פעריק לא נקדושות. Fine, which means the Gemara is coming along to say that what even in according to Rabbi uh, Meir, the Mishnah before tells me that it's shayach to make pejon or not, the Mishnah should tell me the most simple hadush first. Number one, that when you have a kiddushah al-tenai, if you give me the case of kitsitzot, neti'ot, that you did it al-minat, uh, that you're going to uh, cut it or not cut it, the hadush first of all is that you can have kiddushah. Then tell me the next stage whether they're pejonable or not. But the first thing you have to tell me go in order. Who says it's Kiddushah at all? So basically the question is according to everybody. Why did the Mishnah jump to the Deen of Pidyon? It should have told me the case of, that first of all, they tell me it has a Kiddushah. So what's the Gemara's answer? You're right. Good. The Sefa you had to tell me. So since in the Sefa you had to tell me the Deen of Enlaim Pidyon, so in the Resha we also use the Deen of, the language of Yeshlaim Pidyon. We're just keeping it uniform. Why in the Sefa you had to say the language in the Pidjon? So look at the Ram where we left off. The Ram is Umetaretz. It's uh, three lines before they get wide. Umetaretz. I did the Ba'il Mitni Sefa in the Pidjon. Tanami Reshayesh the Pidjon. Kilomar. The Besefa Lomatsi Mitni Le in Kidushot. They have Badai Kidushot Achit Kizdiksetsu. Which means in the Sefa the guy came along and said what? These items are going to be Kadosh until I cut them. So for sure there's Kiddushah on them. So therefore you cannot write in the end of the Mishnah, Enlam Kiddushah. Yeshem Kiddushah. You have to write in the Mishnah over there, Enlam Pidyon. You have to discuss if they're able to be subject to the law of Pidyon. So therefore since in the Sefa you have to discuss the Pidyon aspect of it. So in the Risha we also discussed Yeshem Pidyon. It's Agav the Sefa. Again in the Sefa could you have said Enlam Kiddushah? Of course not. Yeshem Kiddushah. The only haluk in the sefa is they're not subject to love pidyon. I don't know what that means yet. I'm going to wait for the Gemara to explain what does it mean in the pidyon. But you couldn't have said yeshlem kedushah. So you had to use the pidyon angle. So once you're in the sefa, I use the pidyon angle. So therefore, in the Shah, you also have to use the lashon of the pidyon. Comes the Gemara and says, Hechi nadar. But what was the case? What, 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 what did he make? What was the nedr in the case of the Mishnah? What's the problem? Look at the Ran. Second wide line. Hechi nadar amara. Pirush lashnah kashyale. But he came along and said in the first case, the item is going to be kadosh if it's not cut. Which means, how can you say that it's going to have kedushah? Every tree is omed niksisa. So since it's omed niksisa, how can you tell me that it's going to have a kedushah? The chaurats... If it's not cut, it's going to be cut. So why is there a kedusha? That's really the questions on the on the on the netiot. Aval talet im enan israfet lo kashale. The talit la nisrefa kaima. On the talet case, you have no problem. The talet will have kedusha if I don't burn it. Okay, that's good because the talet is not being omed to be burnt. The efshar shlo tisaref leonam. Therefore, I can say in the case of the Talet, the Kiddushah is honored immediately. Mashiach, how did you say by a tree, he made it on condition that the Kiddushah is going to only come along if it doesn't get cut. It's meant to be cut. So the Chaurah, the Kiddushah should not cut. So what's the case of the Mishnah that you're telling me that this is Shayach? Comes the Gemara and says, comes the Gemara and says, 
איך ינדר? פרסק אצל המשנה. נטיעות האלו קורבנים אינם נקצצות. אין להם קצצות. אתם אומרים, איך קצצות הקייס? It's always going to be cut, eventually a tree is going to be cut. Why should the Kedushah go on it? That makes more sense. He put a time limit. If they're not going to be cut today, Okay, the day passed, and they weren't cut. Okay, so now we're ready. We understand they're going to have a Kedushah. If they're not going to be cut, it's obvious. You made a condition. Of course, you're going to have the Kedushah if they weren't cut by that day. What is the, what is the point? Look at the Ran. Right. Which is Pashut that's going to be uh, Hikdesh. So comes the Gibran answers. Lot Serikha, Kegon Deika Zika Nefisha. The case is talking about where there is a strong wind. And what is that Kedush uh, over there? That there's a strong wind. That means that when he made the, the nether over here, there was a very strong wind that's going to happen. So the assumption was what? That the wind's going to knock down these, uh, these trees over here. So therefore, when the guy made his nether, what was the lashon of the nether? Hare netiot elu korban im enam niktatsot. Ayom. If they're not going to be cut today. So the Gibbara said, what do you mean? And what? They passed, and they weren't cut. Right. So it was a pshita. What do you mean? What do you have to tell me such a case for? Isn't it obvious? So it's told by the way, there was such a strong wind. Now what does the strong wind do? If you look at the Mepharesh, the Mepharesh says, Lo tzirika go deika zika nefisha. He says, Shemenashevet ruach kasheh ba'olam. There's a strong wind that's blowing in the world ba'olam. De masika da'ateh de mitbar lehu zika. Which is the guy when he made the net, he assumed that what is going to be cut. He never really had full kabanat, uh, the item should become kadosh. He thought for sure that the wind's going to blow it down. I would say maybe the kedusha never was hal on them. We say that when he says it, he means it's going to be, because if the wind doesn't blow it down, bottom line is going to be kadosh by the end of the day. Even though the guy has strong assumption to think it was going to be blown down by the wind, doesn't matter. We go what he said, and his covenant was full like this, therefore it's going to need a pigeon. Comes the Gemara and says, comes the Gemara and says, talit. Uh, but wait, the same law was said by the case of the talit. The talit, is a talit omed, which means over there, how are you going to explain it to me? Which means the guy came along and said that uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, if, if it doesn't get burnt by the end of the day, so the is going to be Kadosh. Uh, it wasn't burned by the end of the day, so it's Kadosh. Of course it's going to be Kadosh. It's not going to be the What's the Kadosh over there? So it's what says, in. Yes, it is Omed the Sefa. Why? Kegon diika deleka. The case is talking about where there's a fire over there. And therefore, the Hadush over there is that he, maybe the guy assumed for sure it was going to get burnt. So therefore, therefore, the same thing over here, I can say in the beginning, just, just like at the end, you have to say this. Just like by the Talit, you have to say that there was a fire imminent somewhere to make a Hadush in the case. So to when they shall say that there was a wind imminent. Therefore, he was, he was going to think in the Avimir that they were not going to be mitnatslan, which means they're going to be, not going to be saved. Yeah. That's what he meant in there, that he figured something was going to happen. And when it happened, 
Kamashwaran that what the Nedir is Hadam. Even though they weren't cut by the end of the day, and they weren't burnt by the end of the day, the Nedir is Hal. Because you might have thought the other guy's face, you know what? I mean, he's making a nid because he knows it's never going to happen. He sees the fire is going to come and uh, burn the thing anyway. He sees the wind's blowing all day long. So you know what? If this thing is not cut by the end of the day, it's uh, Kodesh. You might have thought, he is assuming for sure it's going to be cut. And therefore the nid is not hot. Kamashwaran, even so, he said it and he meant it fully. And therefore the Kedusha is a Kedusha ben by the Talet and ben by the Kedusha.